we are big believers in content and education as well, because so much of what we're presenting is really brand new to people. Not just the product. When we launched, we had a lot of products that a lot of people had never heard of. And thankfully now, I think a lot of these brands are more mainstream and are a little more known. That was Cindy DePrima Morris. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today, we are talking about all things natural beauty and wellness, entrepreneurship, yoga, and a dash of running. So basically, all of my favorite things. I'm super excited to connect you with my guests, Cindy DePrima Morris and Carolyn Palmer, founders of Cap Beauty and authors of the book, High Vibrational Beauty, a book of recipes and rituals for radical self-care. The book has everything from homemade face mask ideas to recipes for chaga black and tans, smart tart pies, the queen healer cream pie with reishi, tacos, nachos, and beachy beet chips. So a little bit of something for everyone that wants to elevate their beauty and wellness routines, rituals, products to the next level. I thought since the new year is around the corner, it would be a great time to start thinking about what your goals are for next year, setting your intentions and starting to think about some new beauty and wellness products and rituals that you can add to your routine. Or even if you don't have a routine, something that you can get started with. Cindy and Carrie Lynn are truly the experts and their store has been a discovery hub for me learning about really great products and brands over the past few years. In 2014, they launched Cap Beauty as an online shopping platform. Today, they have two retail stores, one in New York City's West Village, which also has a spa with really great facials, acupuncture, and sugaring, and a second location in LA at Fred Siegel. They have a beautifully designed and excellent quality line of wellness products, a book that is becoming a resource for me in the kitchen, and an amazing educational program and blog. We talk about two of my favorite companies today, Sun Potion and Tata Harper. And we also mention other brands, two of which I can't wait to try, May Lindstrom and Rawa. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know about a few great deals being offered to Marnie on the Move podcast listeners. On would like to offer you the opportunity to take their sneakers for a test run for 30 days. Head over to their website, www.on-running.com slash Marnie on the Move and use the code TRYME upon checkout. If you don't like them, you can return them, but I have a feeling you're going to like them. They have lots of options for all kinds of runners and training. I have the cloud surfers and clouds just to give you an idea. Additionally, Marnie on the Move podcast guests Bobby Brown and Sun Potion are offering special deals for listeners. Get 10% off your first time purchase of Evolution 18 products. Go to evolution18.com, that's 18, and type in Bobby18. 
B-O-B-B-I-1-8. Get 10% off at Sun Potion with the code MONEYONTHEMOVE at sunpotion.com. Also, head over to our website, moneyonthemove.com, and sign up for our newsletter, The Download, to learn about upcoming events, deals, and giveaways. Leave us a five-star review on your listening platform if you like what you hear. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Marnie on the Move. I hope you enjoy the episode. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you about one of our fueling partners, Sun Potion. Today's episode is fueled by Sun Potion. I am such a huge fan of their super high-quality tonic herbs, mushrooms, and superfoods. I started using these transformational foods and supplements around two years ago, and they have been serious game changers for my health, my energy levels, and even my sleep. Typically, I alternate between their Yin Power Potion and Ashwagandha for all things balance, Cordyceps if I'm feeling low energy and want to boost my workout, or Chaga when my immune system is feeling taxed. I simply add it to my morning coffee or smoothie, and I'm on the move. Sun Potion offers a variety of rejuvenating, restorative, and healing organic supplements and transformational foods. Head over to their website, sunpotion.com, and see for yourself. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Marnie on the Move on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Android. And of course, you can go to our website at marnieonthemove.com. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter because we have some exciting announcements, deals, and giveaways. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. Thank you so much for being here today, Cindy. Tell me about Cap Beauty. It's a story we love to tell. So Cap Beauty, for those who don't know it, is a 100% natural beauty store. We started with one store in the West Village. Um, We now also have a store in Los Angeles. We're the beauty department inside the new Fred Siegel, which is at Sunset and La Cienega. But beyond that, we're really almost like a lifestyle movement. We think of ourselves as educators, as here to inspire and encourage people to not only use cleaner products, but really engage in the lifestyle that creates beauty through health. What inspired you to create Cap Beauty It's such a beautifully designed store and you have so many great products. Thank you so much. Carrie Lynn and I have each always been entrepreneurs. I met her working at Martha Stewart, actually. We were both working in different departments. I was an editor, a style editor at the magazine. Carrie Lynn was a product developer and did a lot of different roles like as a freelancer. And we were both very aware of each other. Like we kind of stood out to each other especially in the fact that we had these overlapping and really diverse interests. Many of the other people that we worked with had the same background in art and style. And What did you do at Martha Stewart Magazine? I was a style editor. So I was basically like a stylist for the magazine. My boss used to say, we create the visual content of the magazine, which is, I think, a great summation of what we did. And you know, to be honest, we created the visual content before the words got written. So we had shoots and we kind of created the ideas that we presented 
before anyone wrote anything. And so it was really like the meat of the magazine. And so there were, there was a food department and a craft department and the stylists worked not only to style those stories, but also to create the content for the decorating and more kind of interior driven stories. Is your role similar as co-founder of Cap Beauty, creating and styling content? Very much. I mean, after leaving, I was at Martha for only a few years. And after leaving Martha Stewart, I became a freelance stylist and set designer. And so I've worked on countless magazine shoots, ad- advertising shoots. And so it's very much about kind of marketing and content and in a visual way. And I'm also a writer. So I do all the copywriting and kind of direct and oversee the, the copy. And really, I like to say it's just pictures and words. How did the concept for Cap Beauty evolve? What's interesting about our partnership, it was Carrie Lynn was after Martha had a clothing store and we started a mastermind group, which is kind of an old school business concept, but it's a group of entrepreneurs who come together, meet regularly, support each other, advise, encourage, share resources, everything you can imagine. And it was during that time that she had the idea for Cap and I really didn't let her drop it. And Ultimately, we decided that that was the direction we wanted to go. And the way things evolved, the idea, the real concept of CAP was to be a brick and mortar store and not just be one, but to start expanding and be able to serve as many people as possible. Of course, in this day, we would never do that without a website. And a website is, quite frankly, a lot easier to open than a brick and mortar store. So we ended up opening the website almost a year before the store got open. And that's thanks in parts to like landmark regulations and construction issues and all of that kind of stuff. But we launched the website in 2014 in May, and we opened the store on Valentine's Day of 2015. So my listeners can go to capbeauty.com to get products, even if they don't live in New York or LA. Follow us on Instagram and go to the website. We are big believers in content and education as well, because so much of what we're presenting is really brand new to people. Not just the products. When we launched, we had a lot of products that a lot of people had never heard of. And thankfully now, I think a lot of these brands are more mainstream and are a little more known. But the ideas and just even the idea of using an oil on your face instead of a cream was radical to a lot of people and it's much more mainstream now. But, you know, so the education has to do with the ingredients. It has to do with the lifestyle around just self-care. Tell me about some of the great products you carry at Cat Beauty. I'm very familiar with Sun Potion, as most of my listeners know, and actually met Scott Lindy at your store at one of your educational talks. Their products are amazing. They're powerful, amazing stuff. And you can really credit Sun Potion also with bringing herbs into the forefront of what a lot of wellness advocates are doing and talking about and and turning to for help. What are a few ways that listeners can get started adding some of these great products to their wellness routine and rituals? I, I think the important thing here is also to not let people get overwhelmed. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot of possibilities within the world of what Scott likes to say, up-leveling. How to create better health. I work with like a health mentor and he, he's always saying, real health is doing better than you were doing before. So it doesn't matter where you're starting. Everybody can partake and you don't have to die in and buy everything on the shelf and start doing it all at once. In fact, that's a bad idea. Start by replacing, crowding out, adding something in that's 
going to deliver a little bit of health and watch some of the other stuff fall away. And then as you're curious, you can turn to more and more. And that's going to happen naturally because your body's going to ask for it. You know, I think a great way, I, I mentioned crowding out. And the idea of crowding out is by adding a healthy habit into your life instead of focusing on giving something up. So for example, we have a great product. We were actually the first U.S. retailer of a, of a brand called The Beauty Chef, which is from Australia. It's a really brilliant product. It's Her main product is a powder called Glow. And Glow, unlike most probiotic powders, instead of it being an isolated strain of probiotic, it's actually a host of fermented foods that she's come up with a proprietary way to kind of distill down into a powder that you can reactivate with water. And so it's a drink that you drink that tastes like berries, but it's like eating sauerkraut. So you get this really wide spectrum of probiotics, of naturally occurring probiotics. There is a laboratory element to this product, but it's not a strain. Like most probiotic bottles, there's like five strains. And there's millions. Like how do you know those five are the ones you want? So we always think that eating fermented foods is actually a great way to support gut health. Her product is like eating fermented foods. So you add it to water and drink it, or you can add it to a yogurt or whatever you do. Scott from Sun Potion always says, add it to what you're already doing. Don't give yourself a new chore. But so if you drink a glass of water in the morning anyway, just add a little of this powder. The idea is, the idea behind crowding out is whether it's having that in the morning and then maybe you're having that instead of something like a smoothie or something heavier or something else, you you might start needing less of the other things that you're doing that maybe aren't serving you as well. Matcha instead of coffee or green tea instead of coffee. By the way, I'm a coffee drinker, so I'm not yeah, condemning I coffee. I do love coffee yeah, and I, I coffee. and I drink it and it works for me. There's a lot of stuff I don't do, but coffee, I do. Like, there's so many ways to get it. And I think the idea is if you're excited about a new ritual, take it on. If yeah. you are stretched to the limit as it is and you don't know how you're going to fit in one more ritual, drink, food, whatever it is, just start putting it in your coffee, start putting it in your tea. If you if you're doing that anyway, you can definitely like adding a little bit of cordyceps to your coffee is a great way to yeah. kind of get the benefit of medicinal mushrooms, get the kind of stamina support, get the immune support and you're not actually doing much besides just putting a spoonful of something. There are so many great brands and products available at your store, but I know you are equally big advocates of wellness being available and accessible to everyone. There's so much conversation now too about how elite wellness is and how, you know, you need resources and money and time to be able to engage in all this stuff. At Cat Beauty, it's really important to us to make this life available to everyone. And we also sell expensive things and we sell face oils that not everyone will be able to afford, but we do have a lot of people who want those. But at the same time, it's really important to us to offer information and practices and rituals that everyone can do. And I think that to that end, the idea of just like adding more and more and more and more and more isn't always better. Right. Like sometimes you want to take stuff away. Right. And also to have a really strong understanding of what each of these things is really doing for you, mm -hmm. I think is so valuable. It's just knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, you're an athlete. When you take cordyceps, does that make your athletic experiences any different? I right. mean, it is a very powerful fitness tool. And you probably have noticed. Yeah. So cordyceps are game changers. And so are other adaptogens like ashwagandha. I don't know how deep your readers go in 
to adaptogens and whatnot, but an adaptogen is a medicinal herb that seeks balance in the body. So if you are too agitated, it'll help cool you down. If you're too sluggish, it'll bring you up. That's an example of what Scott calls dual directional, which I think is a nice way to describe it. Compare that to caffeine, which only ever takes you up. If you're too high already, it's a problem. Whereas adaptogens seek balance. So they are very safe because of that. Ashwagandha is an interesting one because I do think of it as a very universal, it's very, like in India, they say that it's basically given for everything. Mm -hmm. But it's also one that the herbalists we work with have said, and we've noticed this in the store, and actually Carla, the beauty chef, was saying, there are some people who are sensitive to it, and I think it might be because it's a nightshade. But it is, it's an interesting one because as kind of universal and just generally helpful as it is, and I've heard people use it for everything from like sleep to hormone balance to libido, everything. It is one that some people do have sensitivity to. How important is it to have these wellness rituals in your life? In my life personally, it's it's extremely important. And that said, I am a mom, an entrepreneur, and you know, I've like wear a lot of hats, I'm busy, and it doesn't always look like oh, every morning I wake up and I meditate for 20 minutes and then I have a tonic and then I, you know, that's a beautiful thing, but that's not my reality. But I like to call it non-negotiables, things that I do every day, no matter what. And for me, my non-negotiables are green juice. I never eat anything before I have a green juice. And that can be at noon, it can be at two, it can be at 1030. It really is like, when do I need it? working out, which doesn't happen seven days a week, but probably five. You know, right now I'm deep into hot yoga Mm -hmm. and running. Running started for me really late in life and it's been like revelatory. I always just kind of wore the title of like, I'm not a runner. And then my husband is, my husband does Ironmans. My brother was an amazing runner. Like he still is, but he just since like he was 13, I think he's been doing cross country and probably hasn't gone a week of his life without running. And I just, it just wasn't really my sport. And I just slowly started doing it. And my husband really helped. And it's become something that we can do together, which is really cool. Not only great athletically, but it's great. And yoga, I've always, my whole adult life, kind of like since I got hip to it, have been doing. And it's great for my body. I've always been really, really flexible and not super strong. And it's really helped shift that for me. And I've done a lot of different kinds of yoga in my life. And right now I happen to be really into hot yoga. I practice at Moto, which is not strict Bikram. I I did a, I did one Bikram class once, which wasn't really for me, but it was a little, I mean, I could go back now and love it. Who knows that, you know, that's the beauty of life and cycles and just finding things at different times. But Moto is great because it's a heated room and they have a few different types of classes and some of them are more vinyasa freestyle types of classes, but I love the sweat. I love it. I love just pouring sweat, the detoxification, the, just the heat. It's just, it feels great for me. Yoga and running, that's what fuels you for success. Totally. I mean, for me working out, you know, Carrie Lynn has a really interesting idea that someone presented to her, which is you should do something every day to shift your physiology. And I love that idea. And it doesn't have to be a hard workout, but 
just the idea of doing something, whether it's like a sauna and a cold plunge or Kundalini or meditating or something to kind of change your physiology or challenge your physiology, I think is really, really important. And it helps your brain. It helps focus. It helps being present. It helps everything. You know, I think we actually talk about it in the book a little bit, but the concept of finding your edge, I think with exercise, like we can all, and we all have experienced the kind of mindless, like I'm going to go to the gym and I'm on the elliptical and I'm listening to a playlist and I'm doing the 30 minutes or the 45 minutes and I'm maybe getting my heart rate up, but it doesn't you don't really feel any different later in the day. Right. It's like you just checked it off your list. You just checked it off your list. There's probably no downside, but you're also not kicking ass when you're doing right. that. Or you're not really changing much. Right. You can tell in your body when you've done something. And as I said, sometimes it's just a swim in the ocean. Yeah. Like it doesn't course, have to yeah. be a feat of great athletic prowess. It can be a sauna. Right. And then jumping in the cold water and back in the sauna. Like that will shift your physiology in a way that you feel in your body such an amazing way. And I think that with exercise, finding your edge is so important. And it's something that none of us are very good at doing alone. Like if I'm on a run by myself, that's not happening. If I'm on a run with my husband, that might happen. If I'm in a a class that's going to happen or with a buddy or races where you have to train and you have to hit these marks or you're just going to die when you're in the real race. Those are all tools we can use to help us get to that state because otherwise you're, you know, most of us aren't going to do it just on a Saturday afternoon run. Right. And I think that's in line with what we were just talking about. Even if you have routines and rituals, sometimes it's good to change it up, which leads me to your book, High Vibrational Beauty, The Recipes and Rituals for Radical Self-Care. Tell me a little bit about this. Well, what I was going to say is it can be overwhelming again, like yeah. just like a, a store full of like mysterious it's herbs exciting. can be. I, use, I think it's exciting. It is exciting. It is exciting. But what I like to tell people to do is yes. to use this book, the ritual section as well, like you would any cookbook. When you buy a new cookbook or when you see a new cookbook, you thumb through it and it's usually inspiring and it makes you want to get in the kitchen But you're not starting at page one and just working through it and cooking every recipe. You thumb through it until something strikes you and it's like, oh my God, I have to make that. And you do it. And then it's either a hit or a miss. And if you love it, you keep doing it and it becomes part of your routine and it Mm -hmm. becomes something you make. And the rituals are just like that. It's like, you know, you might read the whole book and maybe three stand out and change your life. Right. Or maybe it's three this month and next month you've kept one of them, but try two more. And we don't expect anyone to do all of them, but we also want to present them because some of them are things you do once and might change your life. Some of them are things you do every day. I like how the recipes in your book are organized seasonally. You know, it was a little tricky to organize this book because of its being both a cookbook and a guide to the rituals. And so we wanted to, we thought about doing all the rituals in one place and all the food in one place, but the food is so seasonal and there's so much connection to the rhythms of nature with a lot of these rituals. Some of them get pretty mystical, Mm -hmm. frankly. I mean, some of them are super practical, like literally how to build a fire in the fireplace. And some of them are really very much about kind of getting in sync with nature. And so it makes a lot of sense to us to kind of present them with the seasons in mind. And it was also, we did a cleanse at CAP like 
one of the first seasons we were open called The Program. And it was based in Ayurveda. And it was all about supporting your body through the seasonal shift. And that's such a part of how we live. Like giving yourself the tools to deal with changes is so basic to taking care of yourself. I mean, whether that's imposed by the seasons or imposed by something man-made, it's, you know, it's just about, it's like an adaptogen. It's like helps you get through the stress. It completely makes sense to think of food, beauty, and wellness seasonally, from eating fruits and vegetables to your skin and hair care routine, to even having wellness routines specific to winter that are immune building. Can you share some of the rituals and routines for beauty and wellness from your book, maybe starting with some ideas for winter? Winter's tough for me. It's tough for Carrie Lynn. We're we're both like sun. I think that with skin, whether we're talking face or body, like most of the challenge, really winter, just like I hear the word winter and I like my skin gets drier when I even just say the word. It's Mm -hmm. between the weather and then all the artificial heat that we have to live with. And it really takes its toll. Like it's really, really drying. And of course, there's the internal piece to that, which is drinking enough water, adding things to help boost hydration, like sea buckthorn berry puree, like tocotrienols. What are tocotrienols? Tocotrienols are what Scott's company calls Toco. They're okay. rice bran soluble. So it's the bran of the rice without the fiber. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the nutrient pack for new growth. Okay. So it's all the nutrients, which is mostly vitamins D and E. And it's what's interesting about tocos or tocotrienols is that when you buy them, they're like this white, light, fluffy, very kind of vanilla, creamy almost product. And you can add it to drinks. So it's a great thing to add to coffee or tea or any of the tonic herbs. And it almost works like one of those creepy non-dairy creamers, but in a super high health way. So it adds like this creamy vanilla, almost sweetness to a drink, but it's like Instead of putting weird chemicals in your drink, you're putting incredible nutrients in and hydration. We use them in the spa also like in face masks. So what I was going to say is about just about skin is we're really big fans of just layering. And, you know, one of the interesting products that I think that people of my generation tend to think of toners as these very astringent formulas that, you know, you use it to get the oil off. You use it to strip away. But actually today's toners and hydrosols are very hydrating, Um, especially if you look for ones with hyaluronic acid. It's a great ingredient that really, it boosts your body's ability to maintain its own moisture. So it helps you not lose moisture basically is is one of the ideas. But anything with hyaluronic acid is going to really just help plump and moisturize and without adding heaviness. It's a great ingredient. It's a great ingredient. Um, So hydrosols, definitely like I would say cleanse and then the hydrosol step. And with cleansing, you can use much less harsh cleansers like oil cleansing is a great option. People like to double cleanse where they use an oil cleanser and then something to help kind of get the residue of the oil off, but that'll really give you a nice deep clean. Then follow that with the hydrosol or mix your hydrosol with your serums and oils. And don't be afraid to just pile it on, especially at night. We go to bed looking like oil slick, beautiful glowing oil slick, but you're also going to have like really, really supple skin at a time when pretty hard to get it. We have a spa in the store and we have amazing estheticians, but our whole protocol was written for us by someone named Christina Holy, who's one of the most gifted, intelligent, scientists working with skin health and she really focuses on what she calls the ecosystem of the skin. Mm -hmm. So it's really about the biome, like just like what's in your gut, but it's living on your skin. And one of her big concerns is that people are overstripping their skin, like they're taking away too much and that you need that immune factor. You need the microbiome on your skin to be nourished and alive and well, just like you need it in your, on your 
inside. Of course, the microbiome is huge and that's where we get into probiotics and, but we also are big believers in bitters. Bitters are amazing. I mean, when you talk, when you asked before about where can people start, bitters is a great, really simple, good for everyone, inexpensive addition to like everybody's day. It's just, it's the idea behind bitters and they, this is the same bitters that people use in cocktails. It's That's what it is. Um, we sell a brand called Urban Moonshine, and she makes really beautiful, wild-crafted and organic bitters, which you take a half a dropper is the serving size. And it's basically before you eat, what it does is it jumpstarts your body's digestion process because it's alerting your body that something's coming. And what the science behind it is that bitter, bitter flavors, our bodies are evolved to associate with poison. So if you're out foraging for your food and you eat something and it's very bitter, Mm -hmm. oftentimes those tastes went along with foods that actually weren't good for you. Certain foods like nettles and dandelion and all these bitter greens give your body, especially when they're distilled down to these very potent formulas, they kind of give your body this alert that it needs to kickstart digestion and immune support. So it really jumpstarts the immune system and your body's ability to digest. So therefore it's really good for any time you have an upset stomach. Just a dose of bitters will calm your tummy. It also just kind of helps keep you well. And I'm a big believer that it all starts with digestion. So it's a great support for that. Also the mushrooms of course are great for immune support. Reishi, cordyceps, chaga. I also like the sea buckthorn spritzer for hydration and elderflower with champagne recipe looks great too. Carolyn, what's your approach to winter rituals, recipes, and routines? I feel like we're in the season where food is so important right now. I mean, it's important obviously all the time, but it's more oriented towards kind of grounding down and taking care of yourself right now. And I feel more inclined to be cooking than I was during the summer. So beauty starts with food. That's the concept behind your store and book, right? Yeah. I mean, food is obviously so important to what we do. Our whole concept is beauty is wellness and wellness is beauty. And we don't really feel like those two things can exist separate from each other to have ultimate kind of radiance and health and wellness. They really need to sit side by side. And so for us, food is such an integral foundational part of that, that it doesn't makes sense to only have kind of it be a one-dimensional take on what beauty is. I mean, we had that when we first opened the store where there was, we always have had food and have had herbs from the day that we actually opened our doors. And it was just so logical for us. Like I said, they couldn't really sit separate from each other. But we did have some curiosity when we first opened where people didn't fully understand what it was that the approach was. They were Uh, some people are confused. This is a beauty store, but you have a lot of food. And now it's been really, really wild and exciting because we've seen people come around and there seems to be a more, um, a larger understanding that actually people are incorporating food into their routines to get to their ultimate place of feeling their best. And then that, that in turn, we believe creates true beauty. There definitely seems to be a movement in the world right now where people are more educated about how food impacts beauty and wellness and how all of those things are interrelated. I've worked with brands years ago that were early to the scene and there wasn't enough need in the market or awareness. But I think with Cap, your timing was perfect. People are ready. I think what there was a really nice sweet spot where people were really understanding that and there was a really amazing openness and receptivity to what it was that Cindy and I were presenting. And I think that the timing was really good. I think that people were ready for it. Cat Beauty has so many great products and brands. 
But you can also do a lot of these things on your own if you don't have these products. We believe that anyone, although this is maybe kind of a provocative thing to say in the wellness world, there is a lot of kind of talk about wellness being this elitist pursuit. It's expensive. It's exclusive. It's not accessible to all. And although there is a truth to that, there also is another side to that that Cindy and I think about a lot, which is everyone has the ability to sit down for one to two minutes and meditate. Whether they call that meditation or not, it doesn't totally matter. But everybody has a moment during their day, at least one minute, to reflect on what it is they're doing and how they're engaging with the world. And so for us, the practices that you can do that aren't oriented just towards, you know, the $400 esoteric treatment, that's great. And if you can do that, great. But that's not the only part of it. It really is the incorporation of kind of all these conscious small decisions that you make throughout the course of the day that I do believe that everyone has the ability to act on. And some of those, I mean, like I said, meditation, for me, I do a lot of kundalini and that's really, I mean, there's such short kind of succinct little practices. Like I do Sat Kriya, which is three minutes. I think anyone can set aside three minutes. I don't think it's impossible. And it changes you. It changes how you feel. It changes your body chemistry. Like it's really, really fast. And that's a really nice way to generate heat and energy in the winter. I also... Yeah, it's breath of fire for three minutes and kind of like an engagement of the stomach. It's easy, I say in quotation marks. It's actually challenging, but it's easy. And then I also do one called Gyan Chakra, which I really love, which is 11 minutes. That one always feels long, but it's 11 minutes. We can probably do that. And that's a really beautiful prosperity meditation and just gets kind of flow going in the body as well. So there's a lot of practices and we we talk about them in the book, but there are, I mean, the internet's an amazing place for that as well. Like you can find things that you can do really quite easily. Kundalini is great because it's something you can do anywhere and there are studios all over the world. I don't even think you have to. I mean, I actually don't practice a lot at a studio because I find the times just don't work for me. And I think the real beauty of Kundalini is it's householders yoga. So it really is something that was brought here with the intention of impacting people's lives, but in a way that's really accessible. You know, like I go to Kundalini classes and I love when I can, but to be honest, I I don't get there as often as I would like to. My life just isn't that way right now. And I think that's something that Cindy and I are trying to incorporate and share with people as well is you don't have to do the perfect thing. It doesn't have to be the meditation with the incense and the meditation pillow and the quiet room. That's all really lovely if you can do that. And that's great when you can, but we believe in the power of consistency and what it is you're doing every day really is what starts to add up and make you feel better or worse. And so just like dropping into those things and incorporating them in a way that's easy is, you know, some of the recipes and rituals in here are much longer. Some of them are smaller, but we really believe in there being both of those things. Since we are talking about your practice, Kundalini, tell me a little bit about your path into wellness and how you came up with the idea for Cap Beauty. Yeah, I mean, I had a store, I'm like a chronic retailer, I had a store I opened in 2001 called Castor and Pollux, and that was in Brooklyn, not when Brooklyn was cool, it was just the rent that I could afford, and it was down the street from my house, it was tiny, 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 small, really low rent, and created this store, and Cindy and I had been friends from Martha Stewart, Cindy encouraged me, I think maybe two years in, to move into the city, she wanted me in the city, and it obviously made more sense for me to be in the city at that time. So I moved into the city, into the space that Cap is in now. It was a clothing store and like a really beautiful kind of curated, I don't love the word lifestyle, but I guess that would be a word that would be applicable. It was really about kind of incorporating different objects into your life that made it more beautiful, whether that was clothing, ceramics, beauty. It was really beautiful, but very specific and for a certain type of person. It was expensive and 
really beautiful, but I got to a place where I realized the multi-label boutique was not something that I was really interested in and clothing was something that felt kind of challenging. A lot of women would come into the store and there was a lot of kind of defeat when they left. Like one out of 20 women would come in and one would leave with a dress or something that they really loved and the others like it didn't fit them or they didn't have the wallet to afford the dress or they didn't have the lifestyle to accommodate it. And there was a lot of lack that was oriented towards it. And I took that on. Like it was really intense to take that on. And I, when I found out I had celiac, I started looking obviously beyond just the food that I was eating, but the actual products I was using on my skin. So I created a really small little tiny corner of Castor and Pollux that was natural beauty. And some of those product ranges we still have in the store. There was May Lindstrom, Tata Harper, Lotus Way, Alexis Smart, Kyra Weiss, all of which we still have at Cap. And I saw this really big shift in myself and in my customers where they were engaging with themselves in a really different way that, you know, there was the ritual of using skincare. There was the ritual of putting on makeup. It was a daily practice that they connected to, whereas the clothing was something that you would buy and you wouldn't, you know, you'd wear it like once every three weeks. So there was a less of a kind of daily exchange that happened with it. And I just fell in love with it. Like I started to see myself change. I started to see my customers change and it was really, really exciting. And there was a store in the West Village that has since moved, I think, to the Lower East Side called Ayades de Venusta, which was an exquisite, beautifully curated perfume store by two German men who ran it. And it was just exquisite. And I used to go in there all the time to buy something if I was having a good day or a bad day. And it was a price point that was lower than buying a piece of clothing. So it felt a little bit more accessible. And I realized there wasn't anything that was inspiring like that for natural beauty where everything had been vetted and everything had been cleared and it was beautiful and it was inclusive and it was welcoming. And that's just how my mind works. I was like, well, let's make that. And I was kind of over the clothing thing at that point. What do you love about retail? I mean, I love community. That's what I really love about retail stores is that sense of community and inclusiveness, education, we don't do it quite as much. The space doesn't allow for it as much, but we have had some events there, but it's more oriented towards kind of the smaller space that we have in New York that it's been really successful. I also love reading all the great articles on your blog. Yeah, the blog is super fun. We're really, really proud of it. It's basically just our Rolodex of people that we get to highlight and profile and products. And it's really just another avenue for sharing, which I think is what Cindy and I are really interested in with CAP is just, and really kind of the idea behind writing the book is sharing with an audience that maybe doesn't have access to the physical locations and getting the word out that's helped us so much. How and when did you discover you had celiac disease? Yeah. I mean, I always felt really like vaguely not well. From the time, even when I was a kid, I was always at like the GI and they thought I had ulcers and they just thought I had IBS. They thought, oh, I had all these kind of stomach issues that I probably did just because I had something that I was eating that that I didn't, that my body didn't. I mean, I think it's wild. I think it's really interesting. I used to have stomach aches all the time. And when I would eat gluten as a kid, I would get really bad stomach aches and distension. And, but I also didn't love bread. I wasn't like a kid who liked sandwiches. I wasn't a kid who liked pasta. I would eat that stuff because it was what was around, but I think my body just inherently knew that it was something that I probably shouldn't be eating. And I wasn't, you know, intelligent enough as a kid to understand my body that that's what it was happening. I think it was about 10 years ago, actually. It was pretty close to 10 years, if not 10 years. Yeah, because I was working with an author that had a gluten-free cookbook. And at the time, I didn't really know what gluten-free was until I met her. Yeah, I didn't know when they told me I had celiac. I 
looked it up online and was like, oh God. So your doctor diagnosed you, right? Yeah. And I went to him and I said, you know, I don't feel well, I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, you own your own business. You live in New York. You're getting older. And I was like, oh God, like if I feel this way at this age, how am I going to feel in 30 years? Like I, I, I couldn't actually compute it. It didn't make sense to me. But, and I'm not like a big, like, like doctors aren't my religion. I don't go to doctors all the time. Like I trust them. I believe in them, but it's not like my kind of higher power, (laughs) but I did rely on him. You know, he was a person who had been to school and was telling me this, like, oh, it just is this. And then he did blood work on me and contacted me and said, like, I don't understand how you're walking around. Like you're not retaining, you have nothing in your system. And I was like, I told you that, <laughs> but you know, didn't, didn't listen. And I think that there's so much, like the point of it is there's so much power in, I think the older we get and the more kind of refined and tuned in we get, we really know what is going on with our system. It's just really hard to hear. It's like a foreign language. Even now, like if I'll have something, my natural inclination is to be like, oh, what's wrong? But then there's a part of me, it's like, my body's telling me something. Right. It's just telling me in a really subtle, energetic that I don't totally know how to interpret. And the older I get and the more in tune I get with myself, the better I am at that. And that's something we talk about a lot at CAP is, you know, people will come in for skincare questions and, and we really believe that they know their skin better than anyone, even better than the estheticians, but they maybe don't know the language that the skin is speaking. But then I felt amazing. Then it was like... Oh my God, I stopped eating gluten and it was like a full-blown game changer. Your motto at CAP is beauty is wellness, right? It's funny, like so much of the kind of languaging and the name of CAP and all of the wording Cindy is so good at and a lot of it just kind of appears as well. It's like we wrote the book and we sat side by side and wrote it together and I don't, I honestly don't have like super strong memories of where that came from. It seems imprinted in my mind, like it's always been there. And to be honest, wellness wasn't a word that was inextricably linked with beauty when we came up with that tagline. It was kind of odd to link those together five years ago, over five years ago. So we had some products that we launched first. We had the Captivator, which is our energy mist. We had, I think the coconut butter at that point, the matcha. The book just came out last year. So the book is a more recent addition to the family. I think it was maybe two years ago we started the proposal and then like a year and a half ago we wrote it. Things are a little fuzzy in my mind with dates. It's such a great idea as a retailer to launch a book, especially if your mission is to reach people everywhere. It is our mission. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also think that, you know, there's a, we love having the book and it really is about reaching people. And then also Cindy and I just love books. So there's a kind of I don't want to say ego in a negative way, but there's a real happiness and joy that I think comes from creating our book, just given what book lovers we are. And then also just the accessibility. I love your book and all of the great resources that you list. I know, right? That's a good little compendium. Yeah. And you also do transcendental meditation. How did you get into that? So we were very, very lucky. We have a friend named Natane who put us in touch with Bob Roth, who's the executive director of the David Lynch Foundation. He's amazing, like truly just a phenomenal human being. And we did a training with him maybe two years ago, three years ago. I haven't been practicing as much. I've kind of, I've, I need more Kundalini right now. Like I need more like kind of fast paced shifting. Yeah. I mean, I go, I do it pretty consistently, but I definitely lately have been working more with Kundalini just 
I feel like there's a lot of kind of stuff I've been trying to like circulate and TM is amazing. It's a really beautiful, profound practice that I think is very, very important and transformational. But for me right now, I just need a little bit more like shift. It's a little too quiet for me right now. <laughs> just like, you know, there's lots of changes happening and lots of stuff in the hopper and next steps. And we're really, really digging in and figuring out what the next thing is, to be really honest. We have a lot of opportunity, a lot of growth, a lot of exciting interest. And we're just trying to be really smart and recognize what it is that we do really well and move forward in that direction. What are a few things that translate and carry over from your world of wellness to being an entrepreneur? It's funny, when we wrote the book, Cindy would come over every day and we would write and we would do TM. And when we finished the book, like we put it to bed, like we literally finished the last, I don't know, I think it was the resources section and she left and I went to bed that night. But we didn't have any like insanely late nights. We didn't have, there was no like, it was hard. It was like hard work in terms of we were working a lot on it. Hard is maybe not the right word. When we finished, it was like, oh, wow, we just wrote a book. And honestly, like I attributed it to the ease that happened with it, the wellness practices and the practices that are in the book, the way we eat, the practices that we're promoting and allowing those to get you to your next place. I, I don't think we could have done it as seamlessly had we have not had access to all of these practices and kind of nutrition on all levels. Do you feel like you're achieving your goals and living your mission? I 100% do. I've been spending a lot more time in the store lately. And that is a really, really important part of recognizing what it is we do. Because there can be an anonymity that happens when you're in the office and you're looking at spreadsheets and it's all about your computer and it's all about next decisions. And you can get really deep in that and lost in what is the mission. But it's been really fun. We've been over there a bit and people are really happy when they're there. People are really moved and you know, we have people coming up to us saying that this physical space has changed who they are. And that's like, I mean, I can't really ask for anything more than that. What is something that really excites you right now about Cap Beauty? I mean, for me, when we look at web sales, I'm really, really excited and like turned on by the people who are ordering from places that are not the coasts. When they like drop into the center of America, when they're going to Air Force bases, when they're going to places that I don't typically associate with like the wellness phenomenon, like LA, New York, Miami, those are what I find to be really exciting. Cause that is proving on a level that people are dipping into this lifestyle and hopefully it's impacting them in a way that's positive for themselves and for others. I don't want to preach to our choir. You know what I mean? Like we have people who are in it and that's great. And they have been supportive from day one. And I hope that they will continue to support what the mission is. But for me, our responsibility is broadening that and getting it into people's hands that maybe haven't been as exposed to it as others. Is that something you consider when selecting brands and products that you offer at Cap Beauty? Yeah. I mean, it's funny. The selection of products is pretty organic. It's really, it's almost like an energetic thing that happens where it's like, oh wow, this product's really amazing. I'm not super articulate about it to be really honest. I mean, there's of course like the reality of it. It doesn't contain synthetics. It has a beautiful ingredient deck. It performs, but then there's also very much a kind of like a little bit of a falling in love with the product. You know, we have some new products on the shelves that like 
they kind of feel like crushes again. What products are you crushing on right now? (laughs) Cindy is really into, and I love it as well, bathing culture, which is a really, really cool body wash out of Northern California. It's got great packaging. It smells like heaven. They do a lot of environmental practices. I think that they plant a tree for every five gallons sold. So they're really interesting. There's a beautiful new olive oil we just started carrying in the store called Brightland out of California that the founder is really amazing, really interesting woman. Had her own kind of transformative experience with the expo, like didn't realize how bad olive oil can be. And then started this company that is beautiful and really great packaging, really delicious olive oil. There's also a beautiful new perfume that Violette, the really profoundly talented makeup artist did with Julie Elliott from Infiore. Mm -hmm. That's a really gorgeous kind of like, it's like a love bomb of jasmine and white flowers and it's really sexy and beautiful. So it's fun. It's like you see new products come in and like you have your ones that you love and you know, they're like old friends. I really... I'm sad, but I don't have May Lindstrom's The Jasmine Garden at home. I love that product so much. I'm also in love with her Blue Cocoon, which I recently have kind of fallen back in love with. I'm really into Tata Harper's products. I love them. They're such classics. It's funny, like the natural beauty world is so young that that actually feels like this very established, almost like older brand. But it's amazing because that was a new line. Like that was the first skincare line I brought on when I had Castor and Pollux and it was totally new. To see the advance that she's become the classic in this market shows the kind of speed and interest in the market in a really exciting way. I love her products. I I love that rejuvenating serum. I love her hydrating floral essence. Yeah, that mask is really beautiful. Yeah, it's a really inspiring company. Tell me about your signature brand and your new blends, the O'Clocks. So we hired this really fantastic Taoist master herbalist named Romania Thomas to develop these herbal blends for us. And he's amazing. He's been around forever. He's been in the world of adaptogenic herbs and herbs across the board for over 25 years. And so we told him what we wanted them to do and he formulated them to suit that. And so the concept is they're called the O'Clocks. There's an 8 a.m., there's a 4 p.m., and there's a 10 p.m. And they all work, they work best together, almost kind of in symphony, but you can take them on their own and they're really delicious herbal blends. You can mix them into water. You can mix them into tea. I mean, that's my main ritual that I have going right now is either myself or my husband makes herbs in the morning and then we get back in bed and drink our herbs with our dogs. What kind of dogs do you have? Um, I have two, I call them Chihuahua-esque because they are from the streets of Puerto Rico and they like vaguely look Chihuahua-ish, but they're amazing. We have a good friend named Chrissy Beckles who has an organization called the Sato Project, which is a rescue organization for the street dogs of, of San Juan. Okay, I can talk about the dogs forever, but I'm really interested <laughs> to hear about your coconut butter products because they look delicious. It's so good and it's so easy to incorporate into anything and you don't need to cook with it. I mean, you can literally just eat it. It's so delicious. It's such an easy thing to have on hand in the house. It's like a really beautiful, healthy fat. It's great. I would put it on like a really delicious, if you wanted like a really kind of delicious breakfast, just put on a piece of really good gluten-free bread. And spread it on there and like maybe put some, I don't know, bee pollen or something on top, honey. Oh my God, we have friends who have this beautiful Manuka honey company and they've been eating it. They sent me photos recently of a piece of sourdough, like beautiful fresh sourdough with the coconut butter with the honey on top. And that's like a, such a delicious combination. But same thing, like you don't have to overthink it. Like if you like it, just add it in, you know. I think that's the other thing with wellness is is it can be so overwhelming. 
what does it do? What's it for? How do I prepare it? And it's just about what makes you feel good as well. Are you taking it and do you feel good? Do you feel like there are a lot of lessons that you've gotten from yoga that really cross over into the world of business? I feel that way in Kundalini all the time. It's so hard. Oh my God, your arms above your head for 31 minutes. I mean, is that physically hard? Yeah, but is it mentally challenging? I mean, mean, I'm convinced that all of those Kriyas are just created to make you realize you can do something you didn't think you could do. I mean, the whole of it, it's like, oh, this is, you know, activating your pineal gland. I'm like, no, it's actually making me realize I can finish anything. (laughs) So, I mean, I have that in Kundalini a lot. I mean, I don't think you can grow without that. How do you grow if you're not? I mean, there's a physical, emotional, mental discomfort that is valuable. And then there's one that's just hard. And I think finding the balance between those two is really the goal. But I think you're constantly growing when you're uncomfortable. I mean, my husband says that to me all the time. Like we've been growing a lot. It's just like a muscle in your body. It's physically, you're putting your brain or your emotions through something that is really, really taxing. And then you move to the other side and you're a little bit stronger. It's the same exact thing. So, I mean, I feel that in business all the time. That edge is really important, but that's getting older, right? I mean, that's like age is so strange. I was doing this meditation last night and they told me in the meditation, they said, envision yourself in, how old? I'm 48. Envision yourself in 40 years, what you'll be doing. And it really kind of blew my head off. I was like, oh my God, that's when I'm going to be 88 years old. I don't think of age very often. It's Mm -hmm. like, I feel really young at heart, but there is a reality to 88 is a certain age and we're going to be feeling certain ways at the age of 88. And it really like kind of shook me up. I was like, oh wow. I think of age as being such an advantage. That's how I think I think of age. But when I saw it, thought of myself and saw myself at 88, it was such a drastically different kind of moment to see. It was, it was really wild. But I don't ever think of age as being a detriment. I think of it as being a positive. I don't think age necessarily qualifies knowledge. I think if you're a person who's aging and who is interested in growth and development and betterment, then yes, age is an advantage. But I actually don't I'm going to retract what I said earlier. I don't think just aging makes you wiser, smarter, more knowledgeable. I think aging with the pursuit of those things gets you there. But if you're just aging with no thought to that, then it's, that's a different thing. Then you're just aging. (laughs) Do you know your inner age? Have you heard this question? This is my favorite question. It's like the best, best dinner party question is you ask everyone what their inner age is. And it's this really immediate peek into who they think they are and what they identify with. What age do you identify as? Like at your core? I'm totally 25. Sometimes I'm 12. I'm five. Full-blown five. My husband is 16. (laughs) And it's this really amazing way. And it can, and some people will say to you like 82, like it can be an age you haven't experienced. And it is a really, really, really amazing, like wise, fast route into how somebody sees themselves. It's a pretty cool, cool question. I even have a photo of my five-year-old self in my wallet that I carry with me now. I found it recently and was like, oh, she's here. I'm wearing a bikini. I love that question. I may have to add it to my lineup. This has been so wonderful. Thank you. So nice. Oh my God. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at 
Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram, and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com, for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com, and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of, If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 